wait, starters. This is a Pokemon tabletop RPG game. How do you know when he's talking to you and when he's talking to the people? So, okay, here's what I always do. Like, with Austin, I assume he's always talking to the people, and we're just, like, here. (laughs) You know? All right. Okay. You know? Like, we're just in this universe, but, like. Okay. All right. So, just, I just got to be quiet. Okay. I'll let him go. No, 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 no. He doesn't know we're here. It's like. I'm here just alone. (laughs) He looks deeply into the camera, talking to the people. I wish I had some friends. <laughs> I feel like Pokemon is all about friends. Let me see if I can get somebody on the phone. Boop, 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 boop. Ring Casey. <laughs> We're just going to hang him out to the triad. Nobody's going to answer the phone. Okay, sorry. Good. Hello, Austin. Oh, C- Casey. Casey. Hi. Kids hold him like this now. Oh. <laughs> How's it going? Let me actually hold the phone correctly. I'm good. How are you, Austin? I'm doing I'm doing well. Hey, do you want to play a Pokemon game? Oh my god, I love Pokemon. Let's do it. Uh, okay, do you so if just me and you, fine with me. Great time. But if you have any friends you want to invite, you have five seconds. Alright, let me call a friend of mine. Okay. Speed dial. Alex. Hello. Hey, buddy. What's up? I'm going to patch you into a call with Austin. He has something to propose to us. That motherfucker. Oh, hey. Hey, Austin, what's up? Who's the motherfucker? Is everything okay? What's up, Matt, bitch? Oh. Uh, Nothing. I was just asking Casey a question, but... Um, I don't... Casey, is this your choice? She called me a math bitch right off the Listen, I think the energy she's going to bring to this surprise game that you should tell her about will oh. be a good, uh, a good balance. Okay. Okay. Hey, Alex. Yeah, what's up? It's me, math bitch, here. Oh, hey. I was just wondering, do you... Would you want to play a Pokemon game? Hmm. I do like Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Games are all right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, would you mm-hmm. trade me a lot of green M&M's for it? Oh, shit. I'm really in debt with the green M&M's. I can do white green M&M's. That'll work. All right, I'm in. Okay. All right, but you have to bring somebody with you. Oh, I have got this. Hang on. Let me go over to my rotary phone and... Okay. <laughs> she has two phones. So retro. <laughs> and yeah. on the and other landline. side... It's ringing. I can hear yeah, it's it. It's ringing. Is it ringing yet? Okay. It's ringing. Hold on. Let me get my old timey phone where you where you where you talk into one piece and you like hold the other piece up here. Hello, Tim. Hello. 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 Is this Tim, Alex? Can you hear hello, Tim? Alex. Tim. Hello. How are you, Alex? I'm just sitting here counting my not faded ass green M and M's. Amazing! I've been practicing my Morse code so that we can discuss things further. I know Morse code, Casey. She she does it. She called him. I'm not even gonna say. Now you're not passing the call yet, Austin. (laughs) Tim, there's there's no way this phone. This phone is from like 1895. There's no way it can do like. No, I've got this. I've got this, Tim. Let me patch you into my other call. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Hello. Hello. 
Hey, hey, who is this? Who are you people that I've never met before? I don't know any of you people. It's me, Grandpa. (laughs) Is this this Sweet Baby Austin? It's your boy, Sweet Baby Austin. Sweet Baby Austin. How are you, Sweet Baby Austin? I'm good. (laughs) Do you want to do something before you leave this world? I do. You want to do me a favor? You know what? You know what would make me really happy for the time that I have remaining is to make Alex sit in that position for the rest of the time that I have on this. Earth. Oh, this is my really comfortable phone position. <laughs> hey, this is chill and cool and not at we all uncomfortable. Yeah, we have to hurry before she chokes herself out with the cords. There's cords everywhere. They're all curled up. Cords all the way down. Cords all the way down. <laughs> Well, Gramps, if you're in for a Pokemon podcast, can you act like my friend Tim and play, <laughs> play a character like you would? I can't, but now this this is getting too real because as as with Grandpa, I don't know anything about Pokemon, but I would love to play in your game. Perfect! Looks like I got my crew. <laughs> Throw all our phones. We're done, we're done on the phone. I'll just sit here yeah, and wait but- for everybody to come back. Get oh. on the Discord. Oh, shit, shit. Oh, Sorry, grab again the Discord. <laughs> I downloaded the Discord on my same old phone. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh. Oh. Got what? a text. Oh, don't worry about oh. it. Okay. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> Eggplant emoji. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hi, my name is Austin, and this is Late Starters. Sorry, I'm late. Hello there. Welcome to the world of Pokemon. This world is inhabited by creatures called Pokemon. For some people, Pokemon are pets. Others use them for fights. This world has changed a lot over the years. You may remember Ash Ketchum. He defeated the Elite Four and became the Pokemon champion in Kanto. He did a lot for the relationships between Pokemon and people, but he's gone now. The years brought a lot of good times, but they also were marked with tragedy. After Ash beat the Elite Four, he went on to become the greatest trainer ever, and then he disappeared. And with him, Professor Oak also purged all the Pokedexes and all the research on them. His reasons were his own, but it set back Pokemon research years and years. As more and more Pokemon are discovered, people find ways to integrate the Pokemon into their cultures. Some worship the more powerful Pokemon as gods. Some use them as weapons. Others wish to unlock more within them unless they study them and experiment on them. 
regions far away threatened war if not left to their own vices with their own Pokemon. This has only been tested once and it was a true loss for the Kanto region. A region far, far away attacked a scouting party from Kanto. Not much was known about the incident. But when the Kanto government and the Pokemon League sent more people to investigate, they were attacked by genetically altered Pokemon and forced to flee. There were many casualties that day. This is known as the One Day War. It was over once the allied Kanto and Johto team fled. In the midst of the attack, the Kanto region managed to thrive. While a lot of its most powerful trainers were lost in the fight, they motivated the youth to grow and train and make themselves and their Pokemon even stronger. More gyms have been added to the region to support the growth that the once Pallet Town, now Pallet City, has had since Ash became the greatest trainer the world has seen. Every day, someone gets closer to Ash's accomplishments. Every day, a new person finds a new reason to love Pokemon, but the world can still be a cruel place. Let's start your journey. The sun is setting in the distance and we see a girl standing on the deck of a boat, looking out to the sea. Alex, will you describe Callum to us? I will. What you see is a girl standing extremely confidently, staring out over this ocean. She has fingerless gloves on, bright orange shirt, bright orange shorts, zero discretion at all, but like... She looks pretty fucking cool, right? Boots, laces, untied, absolutely chaotic. Blue mohawk blowing in the wind, looking extremely determined. This is Callan. Callan, you can see Pallet City in the distance. The lights dancing through the rustle and bustle. You can faintly hear music playing as the uh, celebration for new trainers arriving is in full effect been on this ship sailing through channels and along the coast and then out in the sea for two days waiting for this moment to set out on your Pokemon journey and as you take in this sight you hear now that looks like a party yeah and we should go you turn around and you see this kid he looks about your age uh, red hair poking out of his beanie and he walks up and leans on the rail and points out, the party is pretty cool, and I would love to be there, but look at that. And he points off into the distance. Will you roll me a perception check? I will certainly give it a shot. Fourteen. So with the fourteen, as you, like, follow to where he's pointing, he says, uh, you see a head come out of the water, and uh, water just falling down and... and like coating this long neck as a Lapras pokes its head up out of the water. It says, it's a Lapras. I know! That's cool, that's so cool. It's cool as hell! Hey, they migrate around here. They used to be endangered. Yeah, I yeah. know! You know? Yeah! Hey, what's your name? Callan? Yeah, I'm Jet. Who? Puts a hand out. Jet. All right. Hi. All right. Hey. And he like puts a fist out 
after you don't shake his hand, he like puts a fist out like a fist bump. And she'll stare at it for a second and then be like, yeah, fuck it, and fist bump him. <laughs> yeah. Hey, are you are you are you a trainer? Have you been training for a long time? Oh, I'm I'm gonna be this time. I'm, I'm gonna be a trainer for sure this time. This time. Yeah. Oh, you don't have any Pokemon yet. No. Well, you know. Hey, I'm not judging. I'm starting too. Cool. I guess. I guess. I mean, it's a little late, but. Uh, I mean, you're late too, so don't. Hey, get off my back about it. I I yeah. wasn't, but you know what? Now I am. What the fuck is wrong with hey. you? No, man. I just didn't. I just decided I might as well. Okay. What about you, man? I. You know, I I always knew. I I always knew that I was gonna be a Pokemon trainer. It's just that sometimes things happen. Like. Well, you know, like, you know things, like, uh, sometimes you just, like, don't, like, go, and then other times there's, like, super cool parties to go to, and maybe you don't make the boat the next day, and then sometimes it's not your fault, and you're like, I'm gonna ride this cool bike there, and it turns out it's not your bike, and then you fall off of it, and you hurt yourself, and then the person's like, hey, give me back my bike, and you're like, no, I need it more, and they don't, like, fucking get it, and they're just like, no, I need yeah. my bike back, because I own it, and I'm like, that's your problem, you know. No, no, okay no, 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 it's boring. You gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta do, you get it. I get it. So, what do you, what Pokemon are you gonna pick, then? There's only one that I really want, but I'm not gonna tell you because what then? What if you what if you pick it? I'm not telling you. Never mind. Well, I'm not telling you anything. You think I just I don't I don't care which one I get at all. I mean, not really. What if you I, get a Rotata? I'll I'll make it work. Yeah, they're pretty cute. You're right. Fuck it. Yeah, they're not that cute. What? Yeah, they are. Why are you wrong about everything? What do you mean, why am I wrong? Because everything you, you say is wrong. I don't think you even know which Pokemon you're going to pick. Yeah, well, that's what you think. She's going to pick Squirtle, of course. The best of the Kanto starters. <sighs> and then you hear, as a Pokeball opens behind you. And as you and Jet both turn to look, you see a War Turtle... A familiar looking war turtle to you uh, standing beside a boy with mostly black hair but his bangs are blue and they kind of hang to the side uh, and it's your brother Coulter and he walks up and he says that is if Callan can make it in time this year she hasn't been able to for the last eight I told you stuff happens as you say that the war turtle runs towards you and you hear on the deck its uh, its little feet uh, pattering up, and it jumps to you and just squeezes and hugs. I uh, grab him back and give him the biggest hug. Coulter says, Ah, uh, Drift! No, it's not playtime right now. Look cool and intimidating. It's always playtime. What don't you get about that? Ah, uh, Drift! And as, like, this, uh, you see Jet, like, kind of start to laugh at this, and you hear over the loudspeaker, a, like, a boop, and then... This is your captain speaking. 
due to the Lapras migration, we will need to take a slight detour. I'm sorry, passengers. It looks like we're going to be arriving later than expected to Pallet City. We'll have to anchor out and stay until they pass. Sorry for the inconvenience. Boop! And Callan's going to draw Driftwood closer and be like, "It's a, you look super cool and intimidating. Don't listen to him. War title. Uh, well, Cal, it uh, looks like you're once again going to be late. No, we it's we got till it's dark. You look look over out into the bay and see the Lapras more and more necks just start popping out of the bay. You hear them like calling all over, and there's first ten, then twenty, then thirty, then a hundred. You just see them litter in the bay, uh, and he says, "Huh, I don't know. Those are dangerous if you take the boat too close to them." I know I told mom I'd get you there, but what can you do? Yeah, see? Stuff happens. I guess so. And he looks to Jet and he says, well, I guess good luck to you too. Drift! Uh, and when he says that, Drift looks up at you and gives you another hug. But then rejoins Coulter. And uh, they both hop over the side of the deck. And a, a second later, you see him just surfing on the, on the back of Driftwood towards the shore. And Callan's going to lean over the rail and be like, it seems like you had a solution the whole time. One for me, not for you. Hate that kid. The worst. Oh, man, that's your brother? Yeah, the worst. Yeah. Why didn't he take you with him? Oh, because, you know, he only had room for one. It's fine. I'll make it, I think. Well... I might have an idea how we can still get there on time. All right, I'm listening. All right, meet me on the lower deck right before sunrise. The Lapras will be asleep then. All right. Just the all lower right. deck. Like, just, like, yeah. the all of it. The all of it. All right, cool. Well, the See balcony ya. balcony part. See ya. Callum walks away. <laughs> As the sun starts to set, about 30 or 40 minutes from the next stop, a sparrow gets nestled into its nest on the side of the road in the tree. And as it does, from out of nowhere, a spitwad smacks it in the side of the head, and it squawks and flutters its feathers in. In surprise, it falls out of the nest to the ground, spirals in its eyes. A bus drives by and kids are laughing and high-fiving. One kid with a straw in his hand, getting all the praise from the rest of the kids. But in the back of the bus, there sits another young man. Casey, can you describe Victor? He's sitting in the back of this bus, curled up, is a tall and very average looking, the most mediocre white man you've ever seen. He has messy brown hair and nondescript facial features glasses he's just so vanilla and he is tall and thin and just kind of scrunched up in the little seat with his feet up on the on the thing and leaning against the window he's wearing headphones that are like three generations old and he's just 
trying not to watch this madness go on. And as you're curled up and have your headphones on and minding your own business, a spitwad just hits you in your headphones. And some of these young kids, they start to laugh, but you see one one of these kids, uh, brown hair, kind of spiky and off to the side. Uh, he kind of shoves one of the, the, the kid with the straw and he says, you can't hear him, but you see his mouth, uh, mouth, hey, knock it off. And then he kind of shakes his head and walks up to you and puts his hand out to shake your hand. Um, Victor very warily removes the headphones and kind of looks up at this kid and is like, uh, can I help you? Hey, I just wanted to say sorry about my friends and introduce myself. Uh, I'm Theo. He kind of, Victor kind of looks at, at the outstretched hand and he, and he slowly extends his own and he's like, uh, hi, Theo, I'm Victor. Hey, Victor. And he kind of sits down in the seat across from you and leans on it as he's talking to you and he says, uh, it's, it's good to meet you. Uh, likewise. Hey, if you don't mind me asking. Why are you so old? <laughs> Victor kind of blinks for a minute. Um, and then he's like, I, I'm not... Am I Am I old? Do I look old? I, I'm not... Oh, you mean... Um, um, right. Yeah. Because uh, we're... Um, I'm not... I'm old. Yeah. I, I'm older. I'm the oldest person on this bus. <laughs> Is what you meant. Um, well... Yeah. Uh, you know, just, uh, well, why, why are you, you so young? Uh, I don't, this is when we're supposed to do it. Right, uh, this is what... how old are you? Like, what, ten? Nine? Five? Yeah, ten. Five, oh. Hey. Hey, no worries, man. Uh, there's plenty of time for us all to be great, great trainers or whatever, right? Yeah, uh, well, you know. I just, you know, listen. You're, you're so young. Like, what? Yeah? Mike, I'm just saying, like, I can't believe your parents let you go out on this journey and, you know, hey, by yourself. Are you talking about my parents, man? No. I was trying to stop... No, I, I, sorry, I, I didn't, I didn't mean you. I meant oh. in general, you know, like. Oh, the kid, yeah. yeah. Eleven does seem young. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. I don't know. I'm just a kid. I mean, like, are, are you even, are you even potty trained yet? Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry. I, I you know, uh, I'm just gonna. <laughs> it's. <laughs> okay, I'll leave you alone, Vi Victor. I think that'd be best. And he's... Victor Schmichter, he turns around. His friends laugh at it. And Victor kind of like, like, puts his headphones back on. He's like, yeah, good one. <laughs> and just as you put your headphones on, you feel, you feel the bus kind of lurch and thump, 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 thump. 
and you hear the bus driver come over the speaker. You can hear like a muffled version of this. He says, uh, it seems we have a flat tire, everyone. Off the bus until I can get it changed. Stops the bus. Uh, we cut back to the Spiro. As the spirals in its eyes uh, dissipate and it shakes its head, stands up, ruffles its feathers, gets a, uh, a glare on its face, and takes to the sky in the same direction as the as the bus. And then we see a small shadow loom behind the tree. The sun begins to set, and we see a young man sitting on a bench with a letter in his hand. Uh, Tim, can you describe Ford to us? Uh, Ford is... Uh, 19 years old, brown hair, sort of average build, um, just kind of your your all-American looking kind of kind of guy. We've got a flannel shirt and you know his Converse All Stars and his jeans. He's just kind of kind of kind of guy, you know. As you sit on this bench, you hear the calls of hoots in the forest. Uh, it dawns on you that your hard work was for nothing. That's what this mi- letter might as well say. And as you're taking all this in, you hear footsteps approach you. An old gray-haired man in a white coat walks up and sits on the bench next to you. You recognize this as uh, Professor Elm. And he says, uh, well, what's got you moping around here on this bench, young man? Uh, uh, hey, 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 Professor. I just, uh... I just got my my letter from Goldenrod University, and uh... good news? No, no, uh, I'm not not going to be going there next year. Ah, uh, that's a shame. I know you put so much into that. Yeah, pretty much everything. That's that's where I was supposed to be going. Yes, yes. You poured yourself into your studies. You've done everything you needed to do to get where you wanted to be. Yeah, that, that got me nowhere. Well, now that you've got that out of the way, what are you going to do? I, uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, this was the the only the only thing I had this was what I was going to do this was how I was going to get where I needed to go maybe you just need to take some time to figure it out Uh, maybe maybe I don't know maybe maybe I'll just go I don't know chase Pokemon or something I I don't know I don't Uh, know you see a smile creep across his, uh, slowly as his wrinkles fold around his mouth. And he says, uh, Poke- I've worked with Pokemon my entire life. I've seen them work miracles. I mean, that was, that was kind of a kind of a goof, Professor. I'm, I'm a little bit old for that, aren't I? <laughs> You're never too old for Pokemon. 
How about you come see me in the morning, Ford? And if you have anything to do for a while, you can run in. If if you're not, if you want to really chase Pokemon, maybe you can run an errand for me. Uh, take some time to figure out what you want. See if the Pokemon life is for you. <laughs> I mean, I, I yeah, I don't have anything else to do tomorrow. But I don't, I don't, I don't really see that as being a thing. Ah, he stands up and like uses your shoulder to push yourself up, and he says, uh. Well, you don't have forever, young man. But, take your time. Don't let the time take you. Whatever the cryptic old man is supposed <laughs> to say when he's leaving. But I'll see you in the morning. Yeah. yeah. Starts to walk off. I'll be there in the morning. Callan is up hella early, meandering around the lower deck. Just literally doesn't doesn't know where to meet, so just you know, meandering. As you meander, you come across Jet. Nobody's really out this early on this part of the, the ship. Um and he looks like he's packing some stuff into uh some kind of plastic bag. She's going to creep up right behind him and just go, Hey! <laughs> oh, Jesus. Gee, Ar- Arceus. Uh, here. And he holds up a bag for you. And she'll grab it and just start going through it right away, immediately. There's, not, there's nothing in it. <laughs> she sure? Holds it upside yeah. down, shakes it a little bit. A button falls hey, out. There's no, hey, a button! See, there's there's <laughs> stuff in here. Man, that's my button. Give it here. No, and I take it. What? Shit. I needed that button. For what? <sighs> Shows you his collar's missing a button. Sucks to be you, I guess. <laughs> I guess it does. Up. Look, put your stuff in that bag. It's a waterproof bag. All right, all right. She'll she'll put her stuff in the bag. And uh, as he does that, he kind of like leans over the balcony of the lower deck, and you can see about ten feet down, there's a Lapras. And he says, "They're asleep right now." Hey, you can have your button back, man. She'll hand it back. I didn't oh. really. I don't. I can't find a use for this. All right, you never know when you'll need a button. And he puts Not it now. Into his bag. Well, hey, you seem a little... Are you okay? Yeah, why? What? You were so intent on the button before, but now... Yeah, but then I got it, and it was like, you know, sometimes you just get something, and then you realize, like, eh, I didn't want that. I get it, yeah. (laughs) Look, do you want to do this thing or not? I don't even know what we're doing. We're going to jump on the Lapras. Cool! Let's do it! All right. If you're quick about it, you gotta be quick, okay? I'm always quick. You gotta hop from Lapras to Lapras till you get to the shore. Mm, all right. We gotta get there in time to get the Pokemon, so you gotta hurry. Are we hurrying because we're trying to get there to get the Pokemon? Are we hurrying so we have to hurry across the Lapras? You can't even make up your mind. You can do... They can... You hurry for both. Go twice as fast. All right. Look, that's my... That's... 
watch how it's done. And you see him jump off the side. And, like, as you look over, he lands on this uh, Lapras. Uh, and he says, be careful, they're dangerous. As everyone's standing around and the bus driver's working on fixing the tire, you get a text message. Uh, it's from your grandma. Uh, he will look at it. Love and miss you. Hope your journey's starting off great. Remember to eat something. You're all bones. He kind of he kind of chuckles to himself and he starts to type what has happened to the bus and then he kind of pauses and then he deletes the whole text and then he just types love you too smiley face and sends it. Uh, you see a red that she's read it and then she hearts the message. <laughs> and uh, as as you see that you hear holy crap. It's an Arcanine! What do you do? Uh, look around frantically for who said that. Uh, you see, it was just, it was that kid that had the straw before, mm -hmm. and he's like pointing off into the distance into like a valley. Uh, and all the other kids are staring, looking that way too. Um, Victor's also going to look he's gonna kind of walk not next to them but like sort of near them and kind of crane his head as you uh roll me a perception check as you're like peeking over to see what you can see that's a 16 uh you look off into the distance and you can see past them there's no arc in there. um <laughs> he's gonna kind of look at the kids and kind of look back and look back at the kids. And when they see you, like, not falling for it, they, oh, they kick the ground, dirt comes up. And then the sparrow shoots past your face and makes you stumble back. Can you roll me an acrobatics check? That's an eight. Oh, with an eight, you do trip over this, um, this branch, like this... Uh, root on the ground. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make you fall, but you are like teetering backwards and behind you you see that like as you look over your shoulder is like a steep uh, hill. And then this um, sparrow comes, loops back around and he's going to try to peck at you. Well, seeing that, Victor's going to like throw his arms over his face. So he just, this Pokemon just pecks at you. Uh, you do, you will take some damage. <laughs> you get pushed back two meters. So, as you stumble back off of this, uh, this steep hill is what we'll call it. Not a cliff. We won't call it a cliff. But it's a steep hill. Oh, great. Um, as you're falling, you hit, you feel your back hit first. And then you flip over to your side. And then to your butt. Then to your chest. And you notice you're rolling down this steep hill. Uh, as you do that, and the, the night is all around you, you hear calls of different Pokemon. Ooh, sparrow. But you see a shadow dip in between uh, these trees. You, you glimpse that, is, then you hit wham as your uh, body smacks into this tree. And for half a second, 
you look up and you see these kids looking down at you in shock as you slide off the tree and roll another five feet and then off of a cliff. This one is a cliff. Uh, <laughs> a lot steeper. Um, and as you're completely in the air for half a second, wham, your elbow hits a rock uh, and you plummet and you see the ground rushing up at you. Close your eyes and right before you hit, you feel something go uh, grab onto your foot and then a warmness around your whole body. Your eyes open and you're about five feet from the ground with a purple glow around you. Uh, you look up and in the, the glare of the moonlight, you just see a silhouette of this little shadow figure holding onto the end of your foot. Um, the purple glow stops and you fall about three more feet, smack into the ground. Your head spins and this figure moves down towards you and you black out. <laughs> just nerfed my character. Yeah, he was like, I don't like Victor anymore. Boom. <laughs> no. That's what I was like. I had no idea what I was getting in. He was so good. I loved Victor so much. I will mourn oh, his death. Yeah. Rest in peace, young man. <laughs> hey, you want to go play in this murder hobo's Pokemon game? He's going to kill us all off in about six minutes. Yeah, except this know. time. It, the twist is it's not the players that are the murder hobos, it's the DM. And he's going to nerf yeah. all of us. You guys got your secondary characters ready for episode two? Fuck. It's basically each episode you need a new one. Holy shit. At least one of you. We're news locking, but for the trainers. <laughs> We're Nuzlocke running! Austin Casey. has been listening to way too much botched. Uh, so it's the next morning. So when you arrive, Professor Elm's house, if you go there in the morning, he greets you in the front yard. He has a cane and he's in a, kind of a robe and he's walking towards you. He <coughs> coughs a little bit. All right. Uh, come on, Ford. You wouldn't make an old man stand long, would you? No, no, not at all, sir. He takes you out around the back of his house and there's this small sitting area. Um... A pond is like in front of it and there's a table where you can uh, have a nice breakfast you know there's lily pads floating in in the uh, in the pond and cattails coming out or would these be meowth tails I don't know coming out of uh, the the sides of the pond and he sits down Ford yeah yeah yes sir I don't know if I've told you this. I think I told you last night, but I've been studying and raising and training Pokemon my whole life. You, you, you did mention that, Professor. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't change it for anything. Uh, well, I mean, good. Like I, it, it sounds like you found the profession that you were were made for, sir. Yeah. I picked my path right, is what I was trying to say. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not trying to say you picked yours wrong. Oh, uh, wow. That, that's... No, I'm not bad. saying that. <laughs> okay. I mean, I think I think Goldenrod University might have said that I, I picked it wrong. They, 
they seem to think that I wasn't I wasn't for that life. What do they know? I I guess a lot. They are a cult. So Yeah. They're all those book smarts. They don't have experience. True. True. There's a whole wide world of for out there you for you to see that you can't see in those books. Well you can see it. They've come a long way with books. <laughs> You can see it, but you won't experience it. Book technology has come a long way, sir. <laughs> what I'm trying to tell you is that I've been studying and raising Pokemon my whole life. Y- yes, sir. <laughs> y- yes, sir. It's good, good, what? good choice. <laughs> so, if you want to really set out on your journey, if you want to try this thing, um, I'm going to give you the chance, but I'm going to need you to do me a favor. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. What's what's the favor? He points to the uh, pond, and as as you follow his um, his finger where he's pointing, go ahead and give me a perception check, and you can add a plus one. It's gonna be an eleven. With an eleven, um, as you look to where he's pointing, you t- see two small red eyes poking out of the water, staring. Watching you and uh, Professor Allen. I want you to take that Pokemon to Professor Willow in Pallet City. Um, okay, I, I could do that. He smiles. You see the wrinkles fold around his mouth again. It's just like just you got like a like a carrying case or cage. <laughs> Uh, he pulls out a Pokeball from his uh, his his jacket, um, and he like points it out, and you see this red beam shoot out into the water, and then retract it. It engulfs where the that the you see those red eyes, and pulls it back into the Pokeball. And he says, "Now I've been training Pokemon my whole life, researching them, studying them, and I just can't seem to get her to listen." to anything she barely even eats because she doesn't trust me okay so Ford yes sir yes sir I cannot get through to her I've studied Pokemon my whole life it's an animal doesn't I okay well maybe Professor Willow will have better luck maybe we can't just release her into the wild. I know you were thinking it for. Yeah. It's, it's no. A, it's an animal. It's an, No, but these ones are endangered. Endangered. Okay. Oh. Yeah, that's... And I don't, I don't know if she can fend for herself. Well, yeah, it, <laughs> My accent is twitched. <laughs> she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't. Sorry. Hold on. Serious face. If she doesn't eat, I guess that's a problem. Like, yes. yeah. Don't want to starve the little animal. It's a toto dial. It's a, it's a toto dial. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So that, that's what I what I call it. Toto. You could call it. You. Some people like to call their Pokemon by the the species name. Others like to give them nicknames. It's really up to you. Oh, but right. call it what you want, as long as you call it. Okay. All right. I can, I can, I can come up with a name. I can name. 
Maybe a uh, little critter, little animal. Well, he uh, hands the Pokeball to you, and he says, if you get this Pokemon safely to Professor Will, I'm sure she'll give you a Pokemon of your own to train, too. Uh, I don't, I mean, I could probably use some money more than I could have. You want some money? Yeah, I, I maybe, maybe could use a job. So, that's... Well, I could pay you for this. Oh, all right. That sounds, that sounds fair. I could use that more than I could a Pokemon, so... Yeah. Well, here you go. Here's a thousand Pokebucks. Pokedollars. Yeah, thanks. No, thank you. Thank you for the the work. <laughs> yeah, uh, just don't be afraid to, to try, Ford. Oh. Try something new. Yeah, sure, sure. I'll, yeah, I'll keep that in mind. All right. And then as he's, like, uh, walking with you, like, to leave his house, he'll say, uh, you want, you want to go down this route here and then enter Viridian City. There you can catch a bus and make it just in time for the end of the new trainer festival in Pilot City. But you must hurry, though. Oh, oh, I, did Professor Willow leaving after this trainer festival? No. Oh, well then why do I need to, why do I need to hurry? Well, if you don't hurry... The Pokemon that you have in the ball won't eat it and it'll die. Oh, okay, I see. I see. I gotta hurry for the Pokemon. Gotcha. Yes, Unre- yes. Unrelated to the festival. Okay. Yeah, the festival's cool. That's Okay. Maybe there'll be like I'll... fair games and stuff there. Maybe. Okay. I like fair you games. You should try to get there in time for it. It'll be okay. a good experience for you. For I'll, I'll, okay. I'll do that. I will keep that in mind. Okay. Uh, how... Off on your journey. Have fun. Have a great time. Okay. Alrighty. I'll do it. Alright. Uh, so as you take off and you follow the directions that uh, Professor Um uh, gave you, is there anything you want to do before you leave your hometown? Uh, you know, I check in with parents and stuff. Just let them know that I'm going. But I don't think there's much in that. I'm, I'm not real interested in hanging out and talking to people. I'm I'm not having a good week. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe you leave a note for him yeah, or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, set off. And a couple hours later, uh, you've made your way to Viridian Forest, and you're just outside of the next route, uh, route to get to Viridian City. And you see this berry growing on a tree. Um, it's green, and you can give me a general... Um, education check or medicine education to determine what the berry is. Okay, that's going to be a 15 general education. I know my berries. Ford, Ford knows this berry. Tim has no idea what this green berry is, but Ford knows. This berry is a uh, salak berry. Like the thing that ate Boba Fett? <laughs> yeah, salak berry. <laughs> okay. That's not... That's that's intimidating. <laughs> As you see this berry, your Pokeball, um, the one that Professor Elm gave you, it shakes and then uh, you see a red line form around the uh, center of it and it pops open and light emerges. Oh, crap. (laughs) As you say, oh, crap. Uh, Everybody, we are going to roll some initiative. Oh, no. I broke it. 
Callan, as you look over the side of the ship and you see Jet land on the Lapras shell um, just off the side of the boat, it lets out a little bit of a louder snore, but it does not wake. And he looks to his left and jumps to another Lapras. This one shuffles a little, uh, curls its head around its body, and continues to sleep. He looks back up to you and mouths the word, Well, Victor, as you begin to uh, come to, you hear small grunts. You turn over and you see a tiny Abra floating as a sparrow dives at him and uh, pecks, and he keeps swooping in and out, and the Abra's just taking the blows until one hard dive and Abra falls from where he's floating to the ground and in front of you. Uh, the sparrow climbs back up and circles around and begins to dive again. Ford. The Pokemon emerges from the red light, a blue-scaled reptilian creature uh, with red spikes down its back. It screams as it looks back at you and huffs, and then it chomps down on Miss Salakberry and takes off into the woods. Callan, your goal is to make it to shore. Victor, your goal is to escape the Sparrow. Ford, your goal is to find the Pokemon. Let's do a skills challenge. God. And we're starting off with Callan. The first thing Callan's going to do is jump down onto this Lapras delicately. Okay. Now, you tell me what, what check you think that should be. Good news, Austin. I automatically succeed on these because this isn't my first Lapras rodeo. Oh. So, <laughs> would you like to know my next action or shall we just call it good? Uh, so the feat that we are talking about here is Mounted Prowess. Uh, I automatically succeed at acrobatics and athletics checks made to mount a Pokemon, and I get a plus three bonus to all acrobatics and athletics checks made to remain mounted. You jump down, and it's easy enough. You basically mount this Lapras. Uh, you pass your, your check, and it, again, just shuffles around a little bit in the water. So uh, I think what Callan does is kind of hop over the railing of the boat, but like still hang on on the outside because she doesn't want to hurt this Lapras at all. She freaking loves Lapras. They're amazing. And uh, she's just going to kind of as gently as she can hop down onto its shell and just like crouch down to like absorb the impact of landing here. It moves even less than, than when uh, Jet jumped down on Perfect. And then the next thing she's going to do is sit down right behind its head and kind of hug around its neck and just go, hey. Okay. <laughs> yep. Wait till next turn. <laughs> I like this. I like where this is going. Uh, Ford. Yes. Your total dial runs into the, into the forest. Okay. Command is what I want to use because I want to call out to the total dial to return to the Pokeball. Okay. So, yeah, and you've got three successes on there. So I'm just going to run quickly behind the Totodial, uh, call out Totodial, and sort of, like, come back here now, Totodial. Don't run away again. He slows for a second and looks back at you and crosses his arm, or crosses her arms. And... I, I know, but you're, you're endangered. And so I can't leave you out in the wild and you have to come with me. And somebody who's way smarter than me is going to take care of you. And you'll be happy and you'll have a ton of green berries to eat, right? You want green berries, right? You like that one, right? Roll me a Pokemon education check. Okay. This one's not as good. I don't know much about the Pokemon. Uh, Oh, I did okay, though. 
this Toto doll is looking at you and he's, or she's, uh, it's hard to get like a read on what you want, but you do see like a little bit of that berry juice yeah. starting to drip down her maw and licks it up. You know what? You know what? You be cool with Ta-da. me. I'll be cool with you. I'll make sure you get a ton of green berries on the way we go there. All right. Ta-da. Yeah. No, we're, we're cool. We're cool. Right. At that, uh, we'll switch to Victor. This, you see uh, this Abra look over at you as it falls to the ground beside you. And the, the Spiro's coming back around. Mm-hmm. Um, so Victor's going to scrabble to kind of like a, a upright position. Um, and he's going to look at this Abra and then kind of start looking around for like a stick or something. Um that's a 14. So you look around and you find the the perfect stick. The exact one you were looking for. If you needed one for a slingshot, you got it. If you needed one for a walking stick, <laughs> you got it. If you needed one for a cool play sword, you got it. Whatever you need. It's I Can it be play sword shaped? Yep. Okay. He's going to grab that and like kind of hunker down by the, the Abra and kind of just like hold it pointing out and kind of sweeping just to kind of like try and ward the Spiro away. The uh, Abra moves a little bit closer in, into like your lap and like looks up at you. Callan, you're hugged around this Lapras's neck. I'm just going to kind of gently go, hey, to wake it up. Oh. You see one of the eyes. Okay. What I want to do next... <laughs> I don't know exactly what you're going to want me to roll, but I want to just go into this whole thing of like, hey, there's this kid jumping across Lapras's over there, and we have to beat him to the shore. Would you help me, please? Okay, so this is going to be... Uh, is there like a Pokemon handling? I don't know. If not, then charm? The command, I think, would be Pokemon handling? Or command, yeah. Command. Okay, cool. I can roll that. <laughs> okay, so you got... You did get a one, so I'm going to say that the one can't. And I got a six. (laughs) And I got a five and a two, so, like, what do you want? (laughs) uh, As this thing opens its eye and you you start to talk to it, its other eye shoots open and it goes wide-eyed and it rears a little bit and it just takes off. It feels successful. I felt pretty good about it. (laughs) Good. Four. Okay. So I, I look at the Totodile and I start making deals with the Totodile and I'm like, look, we're going to have to work together. You get berries, I get paid. You be in charge of stuff on the water, because you're a little water person, and I'll be in charge of decisions on the land. Right? You'll be king of the water. You're a Poseidon, and I am land Poseidon. Okay? I don't know what land Poseidon is. This would be very much charm. And not. Both of those are successes. Okay. So after you've like went back and forth with Totodile for a little while, she says, Totodile! <laughs> she Thank you. starts waddling towards you, presses the button on your Pokeball, and you see the <laughs> red engulfer pull it back in. I don't, I don't know why that old guy was saying that this little guy's all right. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why that guy said it was such a problem. As you look around, you have no idea where you are for it. Victor, 
Um, the sparrow is still swooping down, and you have this stick out in front of you. I'm going to yell at it, like, back off. We don't want any trouble. Go away. And he's going to wave the stick a little bit. Um, I think maybe command would be the thing. Uh, I would say command or intimidate, but yes, you could roll either one. If you roll intimidate, I'll give you a plus one to it. But am I intimidate? <laughs> I am loud, and I have a stick. Okay, fine. We'll do intimidate. It's a six. Oh, it's, it's a, a critical six. success. Um, <gasps> I don't know what that means yet, but... Me either. <laughs> this this uh, Spearow comes down, and as you're waving the stick, he uh, thinks, thinks better about it as he gets closer, and he looks and sees the Abra's beaten... So he just starts to fly, fly away into the distance. Uh, I mean, he's just going to see that and probably just like collapse down on his butt and just kind of like breathe for a minute. Callan, you're up. As this Lapras is, I assume, careening? Yeah, it's every now and then it bumps a different Lapras. Yeah. Okay, so as this is happening and Callan is is holding on to this Lapras's neck, I think she's gonna be like, "Hang on, hang on, we just we just gotta go to the shore. It's please help me. I, it's you're so nice. I'm sorry. Please, can we do this? I just gotta beat this kid. He's I don't know his name. He's kind of a dick. I don't know. Can we beat him? And then, uh, yeah. Jet looks over his shoulder about seven Lapras's this way. And he's like, I told her my name three times. <laughs> Jumps to. The- I'm going to try command again, I think. Okay. Okay. You get a success. As, as you like are saying that, the Lapras just lets out a... And a couple of more Laprases wake up and start to scatter. But he does head in kind of the direction towards where Jet is. Like, you're going to cut him off. Awesome. Like, as this Lapras is heading that direction, I'm just going to be like, Yes, thank you so much. I'll give you, like, whatever's in my backpack that you want. I'll show you everything. I, it doesn't matter to me. You can have whatever in there that you want. I don't care. Ford. Yeah. You lost in the woods. Uh, so Ford at this point, um, he's, he's educated, dude. Ford's gonna use his general education to triangulate his uh, position by looking at the sun and the time so that he knows which direction he needs to head. Sounds good to me. And that will be not, not as great as I... That's open for? Well, you have one, one success, success left after. Yeah, yeah. You look up, it's kind of hard to see the sun because the forest is so, uh, the canopy so thick, but you, you find it and you're like, okay, this is the way I should head, and you start walking that way. So after taking a moment to just calm down after the Spiro incident, is it night or daytime? So for you, Victor, it is night. Oh, <laughs> multiple timelines. Bored. <laughs> It is the day in the morning. Callan, it's morning, but early, early morning. Oh, is it all in the same day, or is my morning after her night? (laughs) (laughs) Fascinating. Um, Okay, so after taking a moment to recover from the Spiro incident um, of 2002, uh, 2022, what the fuck? Um, nope, nope, 2002. 2002. <laughs> Canon. 2002 is a good year. <laughs> Pokemon takes place in the early aughts, everyone. Um, yeah. uh, so Victor's going to like look down at this Abra that presumably he's still holding in his lap, adorably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, hey, or 
Are you okay? Then uh, it looks up at you and uses its hands to push itself up. And as it pushes itself up, its body keeps moving and it floats a little bit. Ah. Whoa. You can float. That's cool. Um, well, uh, thanks for uh, saving me, I guess. I probably would have broken every bone in my body if I hit the ground there. Um, uh, he's gonna, like, very quickly, like, like, realize something, check his watch, and be like, oh, shoot, I, I gotta, I gotta go back to the bus. Um, alright, well, if, if you're okay, you seem okay, uh, I'm gonna, I have to go. I'm, I'm sorry, bye! And then he's gonna start jogging to the bus, um, and I think he's probably just gonna start climbing up the direction in which he was rolling, assuming it's not too steep for him. Uh, yeah, you can give me an athletics check. I would love to do that for you. Days at 12. Nice. That's two successes. One of them is a uh, crit, too. So you start to... At, well, first, as you're, like, running away, you look back and the Abra's just floating, watching you as you uh, make your way down to a good spot to make your way up. Uh, and you make good time. You you get to um, the, this top part of this hill, and there's another trail that you see. And you just take off. You're used to running. You're good at running. And you take off down the trail. I just very excitedly, assuming that the Lapras is like definitely on board with whatever this plan is, I'm going to start being like, yeah, right over there. We can totally beat this kid. Whatever his name is. Yeah. <laughs> Would that be charm? Charm. charm. Work. So that's two successes. You see this Lapras uh, rear up and start to dive down. And it does go underwater. Do you hold on? Yep. You better do it tight. The Lapras does uh, submerge itself, and you're hanging on. Uh, blue hair flowing underwater. Ford, you have uh, successfully triangulated which way you think um, that you should move. Uh, it's going to take you about an hour to get exactly where you're wanting to go. Athletics running. Okay, yeah, you just take off. Yeah, that, yeah. That works for me. All right. I gotta get back on track here with time. One success. Uh, one success. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you just take off and like at first you trip, uh, and but you catch yourself and you just keep take, you just keep moving. Uh, you get to an opening in the forest and you get out and you're back on the correct route. You have passed the skills challenge. Uh, under his breath, he kind of goes, yes. To no one, except himself. Victor, you have taken off, climbed up the steep hill, ran that way, and you're racing back towards the bus. I think he'd probably just try and, like, use his knowledge of the landscape to try and deduce where the road would be. Um... And like where logically a bus would end up and kind of like okay. his memory of the landscape that he saw coming out the window and when they were standing ground. Perception it is 16. Two successes. Um, you, as you're like um, looking around and, and taking everything in and uh, you see like the clearing and you see, you hear one of the kids off in the distance and you know that you're you're right there you're going the right way you just have about a five minute more 
walk a two minute more run. Dab. <laughs> Callan. Yup. You are underwater with this Lapras. It's still going towards shore, but it's uh, you guys are about 40 feet off of off from shore and you're underwater. Uh, what do you do next? I'm trying to keep holding on. Okay. <laughs> I think that'll probably be athletics. I think that'll be athletics. And since it's to stay mounted. Oh, oh if it's to stay mounted, I get plus three. So you're holding on and you start to slip. You start to slip, but your grip, you hold on and <laughs> explode out of the water. And then you lose your grip. You feel yourself landing like a muddy, sandy shore. As you look over your shoulder and about four Lapras back, you see um, Jet on the back of a Lapras that just wakes up. And then another one wakes up. And then another one wakes up. And they all start swimming around. And he's like, oh, shit. And he jumps off into the water. <laughs> Great. And I'm going to be like, yeah, Lapras, we did it. And see if he'll do like a high five flipper kind of deal with me. He just lets out like a spray of water. But as he turns and goes back, you see his little flipper. <laughs> Amazing. I'll be like, wait, do you want stuff for my backpack? I've got stuff. All right. He's it's fine. All right. Next time. I'll catch you next time. <laughs> as you like pick yourself up and put your backpack back on, uh, Jet starts to crawl out of the surf. And you look over and you see Coulter standing there. What the hell? <laughs> hey, Victor. Victor, you approach the kids. You hear them in the distance, but you look in the distance and you see the sun rising. Uh, you must have been out longer than you thought you were. Um, and even though you're bruised and cut up and dirty, uh, you finally make it to the clearing. And... As you walk back up to the bus, the kids look at you in awe for a second. And then they just start all laughing at you. <laughs> and the bus driver steps off and he says, well, it looks like you're just in time. Oh, so is the is the tire fixed? Are we going? Yeah, the tire's fixed. We decided to camp out the whole night. Oh. Darn. So glad I missed that. And he's going to kind of look at the kids, like, pointedly. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, you're just in time. Kids, get on the bus. Um, and even though we're running late, uh, you can hop on, too. There'll be a place to clean up when we get into Viridian City. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. And he's going to get on the bus. Uh... After after the kids, because he doesn't want to be near them. <laughs> right. So they all pile on, and then you get on, and he gets on and closes the door. And I think Victor's going to sit in, like, the first seat by the driver. <laughs> and as this bus travels down the road, we see a small figure fly out, or float out of the forest as this Abra watches the bus, and then slowly... Starts to follow it. Ford, as you've emerged from these woods, finally you're you're further down the uh, route than you actually expected. And although it's been a hectic morning, you see the bus stop just down the way. 
I'm walking. I'm like, this is, it's a bus stop. Okay. Alright. City. Okay. Good. Un unpack. Un 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 pace. Good. As you finally approach this bus stop, you notice that you're right on time. Sweet. The bus is running late. <laughs> Stupid buses. Callan, you make it to the shore. Your brother's standing there. Jet starts to stand up. You look up and the sun is now uh, risen. And it's out and it's illuminating the day. Obviously, immediately going to be like, Ha-ha! Made it! I made it! You can stop me. I beat... I beat... Whatever. Whoever it is. And I'm here! Jet! <laughs> uh, yeah, Jess. Or whatever. Jet looks at you as you say that and he just shakes his head and he says, see ya. Uh, and he takes off. And Coulter looks at you and he says, you better hurry. Alright! And she's gonna take off after Jet. She's also gonna run back real quick, give her brother a quick hug and say, give a hug to Driftwood hey, for me and then take get, off. Get off of me. <laughs> Smell you later! That's what they say here! You guys both get to the Pokemon Lab at the same time and as you're squeezing in, he you push him back and get in there. And uh, <laughs> as you, you rush inside, you see this woman with long red hair and a white coat. And she turns uh, to see you. She looks at you and smiles. And you see her bright green eyes behind uh, sit behind her glasses. Standing next to her is a tall, dark man with spiky black hair. And his eyes squint so much you can't even see what color they are. Uh, I think literally skid to a stop in there and just be like, all right, we're here. As you, like, look around, kids are filing out. Looks like the festivities in this lab are over for the day. She looks at you and she says, uh, how can I help you? Oh, we're we're here to do the thing, you know, with the, tra- the training thing and the Pokemon. You go, oh, which one you want? And there's a whole thing. And then you get to go and they, they're like, hey, go do the thing. You know, you've been here. Jet walks in behind and he's just, oh, sh- shit, Whew. you're fast. And she says, uh, as she like looks at him and confused and looks back at you as you're like sputtering this off, she says, Are you, you're here for Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, we're here for Pokemon, you know. Um, unfortunately, we just gave out the last one. What? Yeah. But I just, Jet. it took like nine years. Chet oh. looks up too. Damn it. And then the man with the spiky hair next to uh, the woman leans forward and whispers something to her. And she says, uh, now stand up, boy. And then the, then the uh, jet stands up and she looks at you both and she says, um, my name's Professor Willow. This is Dr. Harrison. Uh, you could call me Brock or or whatever. You know, Dr. Brock, not Mr. Harrison, Dr. Harrison, anything like that. Don't Don't do that too formal. I don't like it. And uh, Jet nods, and, and she says, Now, we are out of Pokemon, but Mr. Uh, Professor... And she looks at him. Uh, he Anyway, he's brought Pokemon with him. And he's agreed... He's just agreed with me that he will donate these Pokemon to you. Dr. Harrison looks, looks at you, and he says, it, it just brings me happiness to see Pokemon and people form a bond through the things that they... That they find that connects them. 
And Callan's going to jump up, be like, Dr. B, you're the best. And like, hold out fist bump. Like, (laughs) Dr. B, it's formal. It's informal and it gets the point across. You've done it. And he fist bumps you. He holds out two Pokeballs and Jet looks at you. And he says, well, I guess you won the race. He steps back. Oh, I won all of them. Yeah. 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 Ah, so loser goes first. That's how we do it. Okay. I guess that's how we do it. (laughs) He reaches forward and grabs a Pokeball. And then looks at you. And then uh, Dr. Brock says, All right, I can tell that you're going to be a great trainer. Squirtle's going to love you. And he hands you the Pokeball. All right, and then I will take this Pokeball. Uh, Jet reaches out and he says, puts a hand on on your hand, or on your Pokeball, and he says, I'll give you one chance to trade with me. Yeah, okay. You gotta, you, well, all right, hang on. <laughs> you got your chance, but you got to promise me something. Uh, I don't think that you can make me pre-promise something after we've already agreed to trade. That's against rules. Give me a, pre- uh, give me a charm check. I don't know what to do. There's so many failures involved. I'll trade you because I don't care which Pokemon I get. Okay. I don't know if you care, but you have to promise me that your first battle will be with me. Now? Sure. Uh, I mean, I don't even know what this Pokemon is, but all right. Fine. Fuck it. Let's do it. As you trade... (laughs) A voice comes from the door. It's Coulter, and you see Driftwood beside him, and he says, What do you mean? She's going to keep that Squirtle. And you, at, he says that as soon as the Pokeballs trade hands, and Jet raises his up. Nuh-uh, I'm going to use Squirtle. And he presses the Pokeball, and you a Squirtle pop out. Squirtle out. Excellent. And I will hit the button on mine as I'm kind of looking out at... My brother, like, you know, it's fine. You know, it, uh, yeah, it's probably it's probably another water type for sure. The red uh, bean coalesces on to the floor to this chubby red Charmander. It looks over its rose at you, and uh, you see a smile creep across its face, and then immediately uh, waddles over and hugs your leg. Chomp. Callan's losing her fucking mind right now, but trying to hold it together because her brother's here, and she's, like, literally losing her shit, like, God, it's a Charmander. And, like, d- crouching down immediately to hug it. Like, literally, like, if Chonks is hugging her leg, she, like, sits down to the floor on her butt and then just tries to, like, hug Chonks and her legs all together. And you see Coulter and Driftwood, both of their jaws on the floor, their eyes, like, the white... Uh, of anime, like a surprise look. And then Professor Willow says, well, it seems your journey begins here. Nothing wrong with a little late start. on Twitter or twitch.tv slash drop. You know, I stream D&D every other Sunday at 11 American Eastern Time. 
or 10 Canadian Central Time uh, in the morning. That's where you can find me at. Tim. Hey, I'm Tim. You can find me at Remo Beware on Twitter or in a much better place, horsegirls.club because I do a podcast called Horse Girls. You may have heard of it. It's pretty good. What about you, Casey? Hi, I'm Casey. Um, I'm some places on the internet. You should check out my link tree, which is linktr.ee slash kcdstudios for finding me places. But most importantly, I uh, write and draw a webcomic called Beside You, and you can read that for free at bsideyoucomic.com. And if you read it and you like it, you can go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash kcdstudios, and help me support making the comic. And otherwise, check out Animorphs Anonymous, which I do with Alex. Hi, I'm Alex. I wanted to bring the energy that Tim brought here. So here we are. You can find me on Twitter at Alex and Birds and TikTok at Alex and Birds. Now, I have no videos. Congrats. You can still find me. Uh, literally, just find me on all the things I do with these fine people. I'm on Dungeons and Dragon Beams, Horse Girls with Tim and Jenna, and with Casey at Animorphs Anonymous. And then a few other side projects, some of them that are on hiatus right now, like Soup Salad Sandwich and Cabinet Crisis, a Superboy podcast. And those are most of the places you can find me. The others, you win a prize if you find me there. I brought a ton of energy. I don't know what you're talking about. It was I the it was the way you started. Energy. You turned to the camera. You're like, "Hi, my name is Tim." <laughs> <laughs> Very Mister Rogers. You could start late, but at least you're starting. Okay, bye.